Hey, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, we'll answer a listener question about why it's harder to clean grease off of plastic than glass. Then, you'll learn about how zoos use their own version of dating apps for breeding programs. And why science says you don't have to be married to be happy. Let's satisfy some curiosity. We got a listener question from Lily, who asks... Why is it harder to get rid of grease and oil from plastic containers than glass ones? Great question, Lily. Considering how many dishes many of us have been doing in lockdown, I think a lot of people know this pain. You can hand wash mac and cheese leftovers off a glass container, no problem. But a plastic one? It's basically going to wear that meal like a badge of honor through the next several dish loads. This all comes down to chemistry. Grease and oil are lipids which are mostly made up of long chains of carbon atoms with hydrogen atoms hanging off of them. Those are called hydrocarbon chains. Hydrocarbon chains are nonpolar, which means their charge is balanced and they're not pulled in any particular direction. Water, or H2O, is a polar molecule, since hydrogen has a slightly positive charge and oxygen has a slightly negative charge. Polar substances like water can dissolve other polar substances like salt, but they can't dissolve nonpolar substances, like oil. Likewise, nonpolar substances like oil can dissolve other nonpolar substances like egg yolk, but they can't dissolve polar substances. Like dissolves like. You might remember us talking about this a couple months ago when we explained why peanut butter gets gum out of hair. So to get oil off of any container, you're going to need something better than water. That's why soap is so important. It's polar on one end and nonpolar on the other. It can literally bring oil and water together, surrounding the oil in a bubble of water so it can be washed away. But here's the thing. Remember how like dissolves like? And how lipids like oil contain a hydrocarbon chain? Well, plastic is literally made of hydrocarbons. So when you put oil in a plastic container, the two substances are very attracted to each other. With those kinds of attractive forces at play, soap just isn't as effective. But glass molecules are polar, so soap has a much easier time separating them from nonpolar fat molecules. So how do you get grease out of your plastic containers then? There's no magic hack, but by using hot water and scrubbing with either a lot of soap or a good helping of baking soda, you should be able to get the thing reasonably clean. Or you can do what I did. Just switch to glass containers. Thanks for your question, Lily. If you have a question, send it in to podcast at curiosity.com or leave us a voicemail at 312-596-5208. In this day and age, you've probably used a dating app, or at least know somebody who has. They're hit or miss at best, believe me. But there is a matchmaking formula out there that actually works. Unfortunately, it's specifically designed for zoo animals. That's right, zoo breeding programs use their own version of dating apps. For an example of the kind of matchmaking these algorithms can do, take the love story of Baraka and Kalea, gorillas at the National Zoo in Washington, D.C. When the female gorilla Kalea arrived from Seattle, Baraka watched her the whole time she was in quarantine. When they were finally allowed to be in the same room together, they mated within an hour. Talk about sparks flying. But it wasn't a match made in heaven. It was a match made in a piece of advanced software. 
How romantic. The animal matchmaking program isn't just for gorillas, and it takes some things into consideration that probably aren't on Tinder's radar. It scores every animal on a variety of traits. And when I say every animal, I mean there's an entry for each flamingo in each American zoo. Those traits include social skills, age, experience, family history, interpersonal relationships, and genetic diversity. You know how on OkCupid they tell you that you and another person are, say, 80% friends, 15% enemies, and 5% neutral? Well, the animal matchmaking program does that too, using a scale of 1 to 6. A 1 is the best. It means the two don't share a lot of genetic similarities, and their personalities are likely to mesh well with each other. Baraka and Clea scored a 1 before they ever met, so zookeepers weren't especially surprised to see that they got along so well. He's laid back but responsible, and she's confident and quirky. Sounds like the setup to a 90s pop song. That means he'll provide her with a sense of security, but he won't be put off by some of her odd habits. Sounds like marital bliss to me. Ah, it's just too bad they can't make a human dating app this good. Do you have to get married to be happy? Well, the answer to that might be good news, whether you're on a dating app or you're just not sure you want to tie the knot with your special someone. And this isn't just my opinion. The research says you can, in fact, be happy without being married. That's right. Researchers from Michigan State University have done one of the first studies of its kind to quantify how happy married, formerly married, and single people are. How much does marriage matter when it comes to living a good life? To figure that out, the researchers studied data from more than 7,500 people who participated in the panel study of income dynamics. That's a long-term study that's tracked a nationally representative group of Americans since 1968. So researchers had access to the participants' relationship histories from the ages of 18 to 60, almost their whole adult lives. Every year, these participants answered survey questions about a whole bunch of things, including their relationship status and their general life satisfaction. 79% of the people in the data pool were consistently married, meaning they spent most of their lives in one marriage. 8% were consistently single. They spent their whole lives unmarried. 13% had varied histories, which the researchers defined as a history of moving in and out of relationships, divorcing, remarrying, or becoming widowed. To answer their main question, the researchers looked at each group's overall life satisfaction readings to see if there was any difference in happiness between married and unmarried people. They were surprised to find the same levels of happiness in people who were consistently single and in people who had varied relationship histories. So those who'd once felt love or been in and out of relationships weren't actually happier than lifelong singletons. And married people? They turned out to be just slightly happier than those who were single for life or in varied relationships. But that difference was incredibly small. As the study authors concluded, quote, This suggests that there are not dramatic differences between people with dramatically different marital histories, end quote. The study is a good reminder that being in a relationship isn't the be-all, end-all for a satisfying life. It's possible to have unhappy relationships, and it's also possible to have a wildly enjoyable life as a single person. When it comes to happiness, relationships are just one part of the puzzle. 
Before we recap what we learned today, here's a sneak peek at what you'll hear next week on Curiosity Daily. Next week, you'll learn about whether some trees really are immortal, that time some woodpeckers shut down a NASA space shuttle launch, what to do when your pet is scared, the creative way map makers catch copycats, and more. Okay, so now let's recap what we learned today. But we learned that it's harder to clean grease off plastic versus glass because grease contains hydrocarbon chains and plastic is literally made of hydrocarbons. So they are very attracted to each other. Remember, like dissolves like. Also, Ashley, a listener question I could have used two and a half months ago. <laughs> Why? When I moved into my house, the dishwasher was broken. Oh. And we ordered a new dishwasher from a big box store that will remain unnamed in case they become a sponsor someday. And they insisted delivery would happen by July 7th, but then they pushed it to mid-September. Yikes. Yeah. So I had to cancel the order and order it from some other place that had 15 in stock. So it's actually being delivered literally today, the day this episode drops. But I have been hand-washing dishes for like two and a half months. And look, a lot of people don't have dishwashers. I'm not I'm not being like that guy, but uh this advice very helpful for people who don't have dishwashers. <laughs> and I happen to be one of those people for quite some time. I mean, to be fair, our advice was it's pretty hard use more soap. <laughs> so, glass containers, I would have ditched all of those plastic Tupperwares. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, you know, cuz you know me, I I pack a lunch every day. Even even in quarantine, I have been <laughs> meal prepping. And a long time ago, I switched from plastic containers to glass containers just because I was sick of how hard they were to wash. The the plastic would like slightly melt in the microwave and it would be all scratchy. So, yeah, glass has been great. Glass has been great. Words to live by. And we learned that zoos use a dating app to match animals. And those dating apps work surprisingly well. Human dating app algorithms have some work to do. One time I went on an OkCupid date with somebody that was like 68% my enemy. <laughs> I think I've done something similar. Like when, when I was just like deep into online dating and I was like, nothing's working. Let's do the opposite. It didn't work out very well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that wasn't the way to go for either of us. I didn't I didn't meet my fiance on a dating app, but I did see his profile once when we were just friends and we were a 99 percent match. So really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. There you go. But we also learned that according to research, you don't have to be married to be happy. Though still, it's very exciting. You're getting married. Yeah. And in fact, Based on data from more than 7,500 people, those who had always been single were about as happy as those who had been in and out of relationships. So, you know, try to find happiness within. You certainly don't need someone else to, quote unquote, make you happy. I mean, that's easy for me to say as a married guy expecting a baby, but uh, it's true. It's a good life skill to try and develop if you can. Yeah. Yeah. Just channel your inner Lizzo, right? All about self-love. Is that a thing she does? It's it's her whole thing. Oh, all right then. Today's stories were written by Ashley Hamer, Ruben Westmus, and Kelsey Donk, and edited by Ashley Hamer, who's the managing editor for Curiosity Daily. Script writing was by Cody Goff and Sonia Hodgen. Curiosity Daily is produced and edited by Cody Goff. Swipe right on having a great weekend, then join us again Monday to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. Stay curious.